So, I ask what's up, but instead I've brought my younger sister, Emily, on the show for a brief and, moment. And, and better sister. Better sister on to discuss a story that she, uh, something that she encountered yesterday while driving home from work. Emily, if you would take the floor, please. Speak directly into the microphone. Do not spit. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm turning onto our street, and there's these three little kids, no older than ten years old, biking. And one of them, the one in the front, obviously the pack leader, looks me in the eyes and throws a dab so hard, he looked frightened. And I could not dab back in time, because I would have killed them. <laughs> the end. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, personally, I think the dab would have been worth it. Like, the kids knew what they were doing when they did that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a powerful story. Yeah, nothing at all to do with the episode or the show in general. I just wanted her to tell it. Yeah, no. Speaking of dabs and siblings, mine. Uh, I I wait. Yesterday... Is sibling twenty? Is sibling eighteen yet? Yeah, sibling is eighteen. Yay! Um, we can say his name. <laughs> uh, Jack turned eighteen. Um, Yay! And uh, he, I texted him, uh, like, "Hey, happy birthday." And he, he he responded, Keck, I'll dab to that. And I was like, I fucking hate you so much. Your brother sucks! I mean, it's all ironic, you know? I know. Um, but irony is so 2015. I mean... Tell Jack to get with the times. Yeah, it's post... No, I have. It's like, post-irony is in now. And he just looks like looks at me like I've lost my head. Um, which is fair. That's kind of a like crazy thing to say. But... <laughs> Yeah. Keck, I'll dab to that. I'll dab to that. Um, if anyone in my in the world ever came up to me and said, Keck, I'll dab to that, I would put my fist through their face. <laughs> Honestly, like, same, but, like, knowing him, you know, I'm like, this makes sense. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> It's your favorite metatextual exploration of the horror genre that came out before the year 2000. Yay! <laughs> Unless your favorite is the sequel. In which case, that's okay. Because I've heard the sequel's good, but I haven't seen it. Or, or, it's your favorite Murder Boyfriends podcast. Murder Boyfriends. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. We'll get into that a little bit later. But, um, so I didn't ask you before the actual intro, what's up? Oh, um, okay, one anecdote I have is I work at a gas station, um, and I check out a lot of people every day. Um, someone came in who I'd never seen before, just covered, like, from head to toe in tattoos. I guess that's fine. I didn't see any Nazi ones, so that was good. Um, but he did have... You remember in Suicide Squad when uh, the Joker... Jared like, when they were advertising it, and he had damage tattooed on his forehead? And, like, Don't tell me he had damage tattooed he on had, his forehead. <laughs> this man... Blair, Blair, please don't tell me this man had damaged tattooed on his forehead. This man who I sold three monsters to. (laughs) Power move! Maybe that's why he's damaged. He needs the monsters to survive. I mean, to be fair, uh... Maybe like if, maybe if you like maybe if you like shave back his head like shave his hair off it'll like the, above there it says my liver is 
Yeah. No, and then he had damage tattooed on his forehead. In all fairness, we had a three for four dollars. Um, That's not bad. I mean, Monster makes like when when if I co- when I come down off of Monster, it feels like I like I have a uh, swallowing takes too much energy, so I stop doing it a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so Monster is bad, but I mean, I'd buy three of them for four bucks. But yeah, I mean, this is a pretty good deal. Mm-hmm. With tax, it ends up being four dollars and thirty cents, roughly. But you know, that's yeah. neither here nor there. <laughs> them, 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 sure is the breaks. Yep, they are. They are breaks. And there they are. <laughs> so that's what's up with me. Yeah. Um, I've been working. Yeah. Doing job. Mm-hmm. Aren't we all? The human condition. The human job. condition is doing job. <laughs> Everyone in my family is working now. Uh-huh. So the house is just empty during the days. Sure, no, I so bet. So I feel bad for my dog. Aw. Poor, Poor Stinkus. <laughs> Poor Stinkus. His name is Lincoln. And we just call him, we, 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 there is like a meta, not meta text, but like there is a, a story that has emerged about him smelling bad solely out of the fact that Lincoln rhymes with stinking. Okay. Like just because that rhymes, we have started calling him stinky linky, stinkus, all these kinds of things. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, (laughs) imagine if he could understand what you were saying. Oh, no, I don't want to think about that. (laughs) Maybe, but maybe he'd be like. He'd take Stinky as a compliment, you know? Cause Do you really think so? Maybe. I mean, why would he care about cleanliness other than for his personal comfort? True. Gotcha there. All right. He's a good dog. <laughs> I approve of your pup. Yeah. I'll post some pictures on my Twitter. Nice. <laughs> Hell yeah. Dab. Don't... Hey. Have you seen have you seen that video where it's like Justin Bieber in like a Japanese school? Yes. Oh and my god. He's like walking down the hall and he says something in Japanese and then he dabs and says but he does he like he dabs without moving his head and he just says, Dab It's um I remember the caption on it. Yeah. Every like... night thousands of people have really weird dreams about Justin Bieber. So this person managed to record this. <laughs> like literally though. Um Okay. Okay, is there any news? Any news? Uh, I mean, not horror or LGBT related, but Baby Driver comes out next week, and I'm just excited for that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, some Luna-based news, which I guess could be considered LGBT. Um, I mean, do you not like Edgar Wright? Um, I don't know. I don't know anything about what You've never seen is. Hot Fuzz or Shaun of the Dead oh, or fuck. Attack okay. the Block? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Or um, Scott Pilgrim know. versus the World? Yeah, I didn't know he was putting on another movie, so cool. Yeah, no, he's one of my favorite directors, like by a mile. Yeah, nice. So that's exciting. Yeah. <laughs> exciting news <laughs> in the world world of Luna. Movie. Um, movie. So alluded to previously, we watched Scream. Scream. The nineteen ninety eight film. I think it was ninety six. By... Was it ninety six was it ninety eight? It was ninety eight. Um, directed by Wes Craven. Uh, Wikipedia says 1996, bitch. Really? Yeah. The stream I was watching said 98 on it. Yep, December 18th, 1996 in Los Angeles, and December 20th, 1996 in, Lo- in the rest of the U.S. <clears throat> oh, what the fuck? Okay, then whatever I was watching was wrong. Um, but... <laughs> uh, Scream 2 was released in 97. Still, though. Hey, isn't it kind of weird that there were three Screams in, like, the 90s, and then Scream 4 was, like, 2011? 
That is weird. Now that you, yeah, that is. <laughs> I never, I've never seen any of the sequels because I think uh, the 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 first one has a perfectly like encapsulated little story. Yeah, I don't um, think it needed a sequel, but I've heard the sequel is good, and I'm gonna watch it soon. Yeah, perhaps at some point. Um, but but we didn't watch the sequel. This no, week. we watched the original, and no. I've never seen it before, and I fucking loved it. Like this is absolutely one of my favorite movies we've ever watched on this podcast. Easily. Yeah, no, I've seen it a couple times before, but it is one of the most fun horror movies out there. Like, I might go and just watch it again tonight. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 the entire, like, premise of it is it's, like, like, an, a love letter to, like, yeah, it's, it's, horror it's like, movies. The reason that I said everyone's favorite metatextual analysis of horror movies before, nine, before 2000, fucking piss-ass hell. Phone. Who was phone? Jesus fucking Christ. Okay, so anyways, the reason that I said it was that before 2000 was because Cabin in the Woods oh, was, yeah. is like, this is pretty much the exact same movie as Cabin in the Woods. Yeah, I feel like there was more direct references in this one rather than Cabin oh, in the Woods. Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. tropes, you know? Yeah. Um, and I mean, I think, I mean, I think that like Cabin in the Woods really couldn't get away with those references because like these, those, back, back when this movie came out, those references were kind of like fresh yeah, fresher like, at least. We we haven't had like a Friday the Thirteenth. We had a we had a Friday the Thirteenth in 2010, I want to say, and it wasn't very well received. We had a Halloween revival by Rob Zombie, and I remember that I I heard those were okay. Never saw them myself. Yeah, me neither. Um, and I've heard that the Nightmare on Elm Street revival was was like hot garbage. Oh, it was so bad. I did see it. Um, I saw it because <laughs> is, that, uh, is, is that a Schlocktober? N- no, it's like boring bad. Um, oh, that sucks. <laughs> Um, yeah, I saw it because I thought, like, it was... I heard Jackie, I heard Jackie Earl Haley was a good Freddy, but... Yeah, I don't remember that much about it because I thought it was the original when I was watching it with a group of friends. Wait, you thought, how, like, there's so much... No, 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 because they're named the same thing and it was just, like, on TV. And so we were, like, just gonna watch it there, you know? Yeah. Um... And but I kind of tuned out when I realized oh this is a remake and it's not very good. Yeah. Um. But oh hey, Jared Padalecki was in the Friday the Thirteenth re- he reboot. He fully was. Yeah, he absolutely was. Um. <laughs> also, uh, hey, I I know I'm jumping around a lot here, but um, the fact that the director um uh the director Dick Suckle uh looked at this movie like. The fact that one of the people in this movie went on to play Shaggy from in the Scooby Doo movies, and he was not the man, and he was not the man named Skeet Ulrich, feels like a cosmic mistake. No, but I love that actor so much. Like, I don't, don't get I'm... like, don't get me wrong. Matthew Lillard's a great Shaggy, but Skeet Ulrich, like, cosmically, is destined to play Shaggy. No, oh my god. No, I I love. I don't think I've ever seen a thi- ma- uh, movie Matthew Lillard has been in, in, and I have not loved the character he was playing. Um, he's like the yeah. perfect, like '90s, early 2000s teen movie actor. Yeah, perfect. He's on um, River. He's on Riverdale. Is he fucking really? Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> now I have to watch it. Now I have to. <laughs> Um, I'm context. I'm I'm contractually obligated to watch Riverdale now, so fuck you for that. Um, okay, we need to get into the actual f- fucking movie. <laughs> he plays Jughead's dad. Oh no! I don't even. I kind of don't even want to know what Matthew Lillard looks looks like 
Oh no, wait, sorry, I'm talking I'm talking about Skeet Ulrich. Oh Skeet Ulrich does. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well What's Matthew Lillard up to though? I don't know. Uh when I was streaming this last night, I made a typo and I started thinking, what if the I in Matthew Lillard's name was an L, so his name was Matt was Matthew Lillard. <laughs> <laughs> that would be an extreme improvement on his name. <laughs> Cause as it stands, it is extremely hard to pronounce. Um, um uh Matthew Lillard was in a movie called Serial Mom. Uh, okay. Yeah, I just I'm just looking at his Wikipedia page. Luna, <clears throat> what? We have to talk about the fucking movie we watched. I fine. <laughs> so, uh, Scream opens on uh, a young Reese Witherspoon. No, not Reese Witherspoon. Uh, Drew fuck, Barrymore. Drew Barrymore. I always get those Bitch. two up for, like, no reason. For, like, they look nothing alike, and they're, like, Reese Witherspoon is, like, 15. No, not 15. She's, like, older than Drew Barrymore. I'm, like, 99% sure of that. Oh, definitely. But, like, I constantly get those two mixed up for no reason other than they're, other than they're blonde white actresses. Um, now, but. see, in my mind, Drew Barrymore is not blonde because the first thing I saw her in was Charlie's Angels, where she plays a redhead. Oh, sure. Because um, Charlie's Theron had to be the blonde in that one. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, no, Drew Barrymore is older than Reese Witherspoon by a year. Oh. So, you know what? It's totally reasonable for me to confuse them, too. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so, Drew Barrymore, young Drew Barrymore, um, gets a phone call in the middle of the night. Well, not the middle of the night, around 10 p.m. She's popping uh, some popcorn. Well, she's popping some popcorn uh, in one of those, like, Jiffy Pop things. And it's like, oh, wrong number, but I want to talk to you anyway. What's your favorite scary movie? Then they talk about scary movies. And then she's like, well, I'm going to watch this movie, so I'm going to hang up. And then essentially gets threatened. She finds that her boyfriend is being tied up in her, like... Steve! Steve, yeah. Steve is tied up on her porch. Um, She... Her popcorn is burning in her house. Um... She is unable to like answer horror movie questions. And yeah, I mean, she she makes a she makes a pretty understandable mistake. She insists that well, I mean, an yeah, understandable yeah, no, no, mistake. No, I agree. Yeah, if she had seen the movie once or twice, yeah. But like she says, she's seen it fourteen times. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, she, but yeah, like the, I've never seen the original Friday the Thirteenth, and I had never seen this movie before. But still, this movie is somehow the reason that I know that. Like before I watched it this time, I this movie was still somehow the reason that I knew that Jason was not the killer in the first Friday the Thirteenth. <laughs> Trivia. Trivia. Uh, um, or slash spoilers. I don't know if anyone cares about Friday the Thirteenth spoilers. Um, so. Yeah, eventually she, like, gets murdered and stuff. It's a pretty iconic scene. You've probably seen it parried in a scary movie, maybe. Um, <laughs> um, and then her parents come home, and... And she's and dead. They find her hanging from the tree with her guts outside. Yep. And then it's like, oh no. Fucked um, up, to be perfectly honest. Yep, and then they, uh, the next scene is, like, a school scene with all these people, like... Yep, and we meet, about... we meet Sydney, we meet Tatum, and um, my brain almost just accidentally spat out Tupac instead of Tatum. Nope, not quite. <laughs> I don't know, I think it would have been an inspired <laughs> casting. 
I mean, Tupac was dead at this point. I mean, Tupac was dead at this point, but like, what if it was the hologram that they put him in at Coachella? Also, hey, I know I'm like six years like this, but that was so fucked. <laughs> remember that, player? Do you remember that? I remember people talking about it. Um, it's but so I- fucked up. Yeah. They just brought a man back from the dead via hologram. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's Coachella, I guess. Um, yeah, but like Blair, the man was the man is dead. I mean, unless. Hey. hey. What if that was actually Tupac? I don't think it was. I think it probably wasn't. And not actually a ho- maybe he's just been hiding in plain sight this whole time, Blair. I think I think that's probably not correct. Um, I'm, th- I'm just gonna go on a limb here and say. Well, Blair, let's agree to disagree. <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think yeah. If you go back th- to your previous point, I-, I think that if you take like the name Tatum in any movie, any character named Tatum in a movie, and replace that character with Tupac, you've got a hit. I mean, and also replace Channing Tatum with Tupac. <laughs> I just, I'm just thinking about I, I, I would watch Magic Mike if if it had Tupac and not Channing Tatum. <laughs> I'm just thinking, like, imagine any movie that's completely the same, except Tupac plays one of the characters, you know? Yeah. Any, just any movie. Um, that's just a thought experiment for everyone at home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and, yeah, Billy is there. There's a bunch of peripheral characters I don't remember. Well, there's Stu. Stu. <clears throat> Stu, who is the the lar- the titular the, the previously Afor- the aforementioned uh, Matthew uh, Lard. Matthew Lard. Yeah. Who is just like ugh, he had to get a fucking stomach pump because of how much scenery he was chewing. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh my god, the last scene with him is so. It's- good. So good. It's my favorite um, scene in the fucking movie. It's really good. Uh, we've got Randy, who works at the video store. Randy. <laughs> that sounds about right. And Tatum. Right? Uh, yeah, Tatum, the sister. And I think that's everyone that matters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Hmm. Okay. So, yeah, then they, yeah, so there's like chaos around campus because you know a girl just died last night and the year previous you know like there was there was already a sort of like like traumatizing murder happening in their small town small town huge campus for a high school yeah that's like a college ass campus i know i saw it and i was like and it's not like the school itself is particularly large. It's the like space outside the like yeah, like my my college campus was like the school, and then plus like an extra one hundred meters or like radius to Your for like sports. Campus. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah my college my... campus was like about as big as the one in this movie. Yeah. No. Exactly. Like like a full courtyard and everything. Um, <laughs> at my school, we weren't even let outside unless like for like no reason you know i don't know crazy absolutely bonkers huge um so uh what happens i'm trying to remember the order of events in this movie me too oh yeah yeah yeah. um Um, sydney goes home right no no no. she yeah they they bring her in for questioning about these sort of yeah they they bring everyone in for questioning because it's a student at the school that got murdered yeah yeah that got Um, sliced and diced 
Yeah. And her and, boyfriend, so two students, really. Yeah. Um, so they hey, wait, 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 hold on. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta recreate a funny meme that Jesper posted in the chat of my stream last night. Oh, okay. Can you do, can you like set me up for one of those, my parents aren't home meme? Um, uh, sure, sure. Okay, go so ahead. Just say, just say, um, hey, come over. I can't, I'm slicing and dicing. My parents aren't, my parents aren't home. I smash the glass and immediately enter your foyer. <laughs> Oh my god. ETA on getting Jesper <laughs> on this fucking pad podcast. Right, we never did because the mic didn't work for Hellraiser. Oh my god, that's right. Oh, oh my god. Yeah, we need to get Jesper on here. Jesper's so fucking funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, shit. Okay. <laughs> oh, and this is when we introduce another character who becomes somewhat important. Um, Dewey, which is the cop cousin. I, I love this guy. Yeah. Or boy, or um, brother. I don't know if he's a cousin or a brother of one of the main characters. Um, Let's find out. I think he's. I think he's a brother. I think he's a brother um, of the blonde bitch. I don't remember her name. Um, Tatum? Is that Tatum? Is she the blonde one? Yeah. That's, yeah. Um, they're related somehow. Yeah. It's not super important. <laughs> <clears throat> and we also meet uh, Gail Weathers. Oh my God, Gail fucking Weathers! When I realized that was her name, I was like. I lost my... Yeah. Also, like, Courtney Cox is really good in this movie. Oh, yeah, no. She... Like, Courtney Cox got absolutely pigeonholed after her time on Friends, Mm -hmm. but she is just a a really good actress. Yeah, I mean, yeah. There's no one in this movie who isn't giving, like, one hell of a performance, you know? No, like, this entire movie is just so, so... Like, all the actors are just in this 100%. Yeah, no, exactly. Um... So, so yeah, so Gail Weathers, apparently, it was being, like, really tabloidy about, um, well, we learned that, uh, once, um, uh, fuck, what's our protagonist's name? Um, Sydney. Sydney. Also, what? hey, um, I, just out of, like, uh, out of curiosity, I, uh, Google, I, I went to, like, look, I looked at Wikipedia, just for Ghostface, and, um, turns out Ghostface Killer was a rapper four years, starting four years before this movie came out. Really? Yeah. It's an interesting little factoid. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Um, like, he, this man predated Ghostface Killer. This, this man, Ghostface Killer predated Ghostface. Well, I'm sure it was, like, probably something you'd find at a Halloween store before that anyway, you know? Well, yeah, but I don't, I mean, the name Ghostface probably wasn't, like, spread around. Yeah, that's true. God, um, I, lo- I love Ghostface Killer. <laughs> you ever listen to Twelve Reasons to Die? Uh, it's a lot of rap. It's well, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sure it's very good. <laughs> yeah. Um. <clears throat> yeah. So we we learned that Sydney's mother died. Um, Sydney. We, Sydney. Yeah, not that's Cindy. Sydney. No, that's what I said. You said Cindy. Uh, no, I said Sydney. You said uh, Sydney. You Look, said Cindy. We're not getting into this. I said Sydney and you misheard me. Um, and we also learned that Gail Weathers uh, covered it in a super tabloidy way. Yeah. Um, and Gail Weathers thinks that her, uh, the man that they put away, whose name was... Cotton like, something. Dick shit McFucker. Yeah, it's... <laughs> like, it might as well have been for how, mu- how much they talk about him. Yeah, um... Yeah, the... That um, she's convinced that Sydney misremembered. Yep. Uh, who we, it was? 
we we do um we did skip over one of the most surreal scenes in the movie, uh-huh. which is when Sydney is making out with her boyfriend while uh a an acoustic cover of Don't Fear the Reaper plays. Oh my god. <laughs> <clears throat> I totally did not pick up one so- what song it was, but uh Oh no, it's Don't Fear the Reaper. That rules. <laughs> yeah. It's the part where it's like Romeo and Juliet, like it just sounds, it's so fucking weird. Also, <laughs> hey, weird thing, Fonzie is in this fucking movie. Who, who did he play? The principal, Henry Winkler. That's fucking right. Holy shit. Yeah, it's Fonzie, bitch. <laughs> oh my God. Dude, he camping it the fuck up he's uncredited in this movie really yeah that's too funny um yeah absolutely camping it the fuck up uh being the principal Um, you know he explicitly remained uncredited so as not to draw attention away from the young main cast oh my god god bless him i'm so the fact that henry winkler is still getting work and wasn't just like forever fonzie makes me so happy yeah he plays a really good mean like principal yeah like he also plays yeah. a good lawyer, which he does. He, I feel like he's done that a lot. He was di- he did that in Arrested Development. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or was that um, Parks and Rec? Or did he do it in both? I think he, I'm pretty sure he was in Arrested Development. I. Yeah, he was in Arrest. He was Barry Zuckercorn. Maybe I'm misremembering who. No, I think he was in both. Actually. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> let's, let's just double check. Yep, Parks and Rec. Doctor Saperstein. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, isn't he's, that the same name of the... Yeah, uh, he's their dad. <laughs> no, 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 the same the same name as the, the, the fucking doctor in our in Rosemary's Baby. Holy shit! <laughs> it could not be accidental. Or it could be accidental, but it's funnier if it's not. Um, wait, 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 hold on a second, I'm finding out something. Uh, you keep talking, I'm f- figuring something out. Okay, okay, okay. Um, I literally... Okay, so... All that shit happens, um, and then Sydney gets a phone call while she's alone at her house because her dad's at some sort of, like, expo. It's not really defined what it specifically is. Holy um, shit. Yeah? Hen- Henry, Rink- Henry Rinkler wrote Hank Zipser. Yeah? The book, a-, a children's book series that was an absolute favorite of mine when I was a child. Aw, that rules. What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> He's, <laughs> you two are connected in, in some way. <laughs> this is so, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, he, who, including books such as I Got a D in Salami, Day of the Iguana, and I Flunked My Field Trip. Wow. Written right. by Henry Winkler. <laughs> Winkler. <laughs> Wait, is Winkler it, or Winkler? I, I don't know. Henry. <laughs> I'm on a first name basis with him. <laughs> Okay, anyway, so where were we plot-wise? Okay, so... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, they're uh, in the house. Sid- uh, Sydney got She's fucking a... chilling, right? Huh? She's, Is this where she's, she's fucking chilling? She's fucking chilling, but then she gets a phone call from her... Uh, from someone, I don't know. Who she it's... thinks is Randy. She thinks yeah. it's Randy. Yeah, she gets a phone call from someone. Um, but it turns, like, it, it turns out really to be really threatening and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and but, she's and like, there, oh, is a, there is a really good scene where she's just, like, di- fucking j- digging for gold for, like, 10, 15 seconds. And it's like, hey, what am I doing? Mm, digging my finger further up my nose. Gotta yeah, poke yeah, my brain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, you know, when I was younger, I read a Shel Silverstein poem about snails that live in your nose that will bite your finger off if you go if you p- pick it too much. Uh huh. And that didn't stop me from picking my nose. It just like made me do it like furtively, so I like jam my finger for like half a second. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for sharing that story. No problem, problem. Um, fuck. <laughs> okay, so um. So that happens, and then she's, like, freaking out, so she, like, goes to her friend Tatum's house instead for the evening because she doesn't want to be home alone. Um, and while she's there, she gets a phone call from the same mysterious person yep. again. Oh, wait, we skipped over the part where Dewey, uh, sh- like, she's running away from... Because Billy shows up, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Billy shows up. Billy and- shows up, like, after Ghostface disappears, and he's like, oh, my God, are you okay, Sydney? And then he drops his cell phone, and she's like, oh, funk, it was you. Yeah. So then the cops come and take her away, but she's running out the front door, and um, <laughs> fucking Dewey is there, gun in one hand, Ghostface mask up to the door in the other, and scares the piss out of her. <laughs> like, what, I mean, obviously he's supposed to be an un- incompetent cop or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but... Yeah, I mean, he, like, what... In, in the scene that you were just talking about, I remember that because he shows up with a gun in one hand, other hand empty, wearing a white t-shirt, and I think, like, boxers. Yeah. <laughs> I love this movie. Yeah, it's good. It's some good shit. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, she gets another phone call. Um, uh, Billy is at, is in the fucking... The police. jail. Yeah, police office, jail department thing. Um, he's in, uh, he's in jail. Jail, yeah. Um, and I tweeted the question uh, tweet onto the wrong account. Oh no! I'm gonna tweet <laughs> onto the right one now. Well, we did get one question anyway. Yeah. I'm gonna tweet it. <laughs> what, what what account did you tweet it on? Mine. Oh. My vein. <laughs> well. They can't, you know it. You can't, can't win them all. You know it. Sometimes life just be like that. Um. So yeah, Sydney is at Tatum's house. Then she gets a phone call at Tatum's house, and wow, Billy is in jail. So she's like, "Well, it couldn't be Billy because I got a phone call." Well, I was at uh, Tatum. Uh, you know, well he was. So it's not. It's not him. Couldn't be. It's not him. Could be. Who's, who, who, who could it be? Not him. Not him. Definitely not. Because he had an alibi. And, uh, yep. Um, so, he, she apologizes him to him at school the next day. And he's like, he's just like, oh, but it's been so hard since my mom died and whatever. And he's like, he, and he's, oh Like, God. it's been a year, Sydney. You know, when my mom left, I just got over it. And she's like, obviously those two things aren't the same. <laughs> and it's like, oh man, the worst. <laughs> um, and he's all pissed off because she won't have sex with him. And um, it's like, it's just, it's like a bad scene. Um, I, I, I just like, Hey, can I talk about something that's been bothering me personally about this movie for a moment? Please, go right ahead. I want Billy to have take a fucking shower. Yeah, no, that man's hair looks like he just dunked his head in extra, extra virgin olive oil and walked yeah. on set. Yeah, it's like, I mean, it's just not a good look. No, it's Billy, not. Billy is otherwise, 
you know, a good-looking young man. He you looks. Know? He he looks like Leonardo DiCaprio run through a fucking. He looks like Leonardo DiCaprio discovered a font of like black gold. Yeah. <laughs> it's. It's kind of. A well, mess. the next thing you know, Leo's a millionaire and he's covered in oil and he's on the set of Scream. Hey. <laughs> okay. He said the Scream is a place I want to be, so he packed up his bags and he went to the set of Scream. Thanks. <laughs> no problem. Hey, what 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 other podcast gives you good these good ass Beverly Hillbillies jokes? Fuck. <laughs> um. Shit. But yeah, I that man like- needs a shower. I feel like Beverly Hillbillies wasn't a thing that actually happened. It was just a shared collective fever dream. I mean, I feel like I feel like I've seen an episode. I I feel like I I feel like it's the information that Beverly Hillbillies exists has just been implanted in my brain, and my brain has just been filling up, you know, the holes ever since. You know. <laughs> Remember the part where their car had like a chair, like it had just like an open top, and there was a rocking chair for the grandma to sit in. Uh huh. Yeah, like this isn't the show that actually exists or aired. Uh, I'll, I'll prove you wrong, but let's go to Wikipedia. The Beverly Hillbillies, and uh, four oh four. Interesting. The plot thickens. <laughs> and it looks like my IP is being sent to a deep web hitman because I've discovered too much. <laughs> Uh, so you, since you have about thirty minutes left to live, <laughs> yeah, let's let's, um, let's pause this off and then I'll, I'll I'll get strangled by some piano wire. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so what happens next? She's so it's not Billy. I think is this when there's an encounter at the movie video store or whatever. Uh, where yeah yeah uh, yeah where where Randy is like hey here's some reasons why I can't be the killer because I'm th- this X Y and Z hey, don't you know the rules of horror movies yeah that's essentially his whole thing he's really 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 into horror movies and he knows like all of this he's trying to understand this whole thing through the context of horror movies I mean a lot of people are he's yeah. talking to uh and, and I mean I, I I also want to take a brief second to talk about just like how fucking good Wes Craven is and how bummed I am that he's gone now. Yeah. Like, I had never seen... I actually never saw a Wes Craven movie before his death. Uh Uh-huh. And, like, I mean, I never really, like... I never, like, knew him or anything, but, like, I just kind of regret it because he's just so fucking smart. Yeah. No, exactly. Um, The the, the writing in this movie is exceptionally good. Um, So it's a conversation between Randy and um, the, the... I don't remember any character names. Stu. Stu. Stu and Randy are talking about, like, like the rules of the situation. Um, oh, hey, did you know? Did you know Wes Craven taught at my taught at my college? Yeah, yeah. You told me this, and also okay. he stole the idea of Nightmare on Elm Street from something, some student film or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so I think it's, it's Randy who's convinced that Billy is the killer, right? Uh, Randy? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, um, because, but, uh, um, Stu is like, but maybe it's you who's the killer because you're so obsessed with horror movies, you know? And, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you only want to pin it on Billy because, um, if, if, because you think you'll have a chance with Sid if, 
Billy breaks up with, uh, if Sid breaks up with Billy because he killed someone. I um, mean, like, how, <laughs> I, I couldn't, I, I just don't understand how someone could date a man who showers once a century. It was the 90s. Like, I don't know what to tell you. I think, I feel like, like, half the male population looked like that, probably. Yeah, that's, Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's just—it's just part of cultural um, growth and evolution. We've we've grown past that. <laughs> Have we? Um, in some ways, in some ways, we're still afflicted by the same thing that caused that look to happen. But you know what? We're growing and changing, and that's what's important. Yeah, you know? go us. <laughs> go us. Um, and. I don't remember anything that happens next, except I, there's like a sort of like flirtation between Gail Weathers and Dewey, um, police cop Dewey. Um, then there's like, uh, um, bless you. Thanks. Then the, I think the next big plot point is the party, right? Like. That's it, right? Yeah, then the party happens, and that's the rest of the... Oh, wait, we, we skipped over Courtney Cox getting fucking decked. Oh, yeah, because... We massively he's... skipped over that, because, like, Courtney Cox is like, Hey, I'm going to interview the daughter of the woman... Uh, I'm, I'm going to interview the daughter of the woman who got murdered last year, whose story I basically sold up the river. And also, hey, let's do an interview. And Sydney's like, sure, let's fucking do it. Kapow! Bam! Yeah. Exactly. Right in the kisser. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, that happens, uh, she gets brutally owned, um, the party happens, and there's all these, like, she sets up all these, like, cameras within it to, like, spy. Mm -hmm. Um, that seems illegal, but whatever. Oh, uh, highly illegal. It's a movie, so who cares? Um, yeah. uh, and then... They're watching, they're watching Halloween at the movie, at, mm -hmm. the, at the party. At the movie. <laughs> <laughs> at the party. And Tatum um, steps out to, uh, to, um, get some beers. Like, a, uh, just a fucking, like, as many beers as you could possibly carry on your person at one time. Uh-huh. Oh, sleepy. Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, uh, Ghostface, um, like... Like, the thing is, in this movie, Ghostface gets extremely the shit beaten out of him. Yeah, so Ghostface... And it's that. weird how, like, like they just... Ghostface eats shit all the time, and it's weird how neither Billy nor Stu look like they have eaten shit at any point in time in this movie. Um, I mean, maybe the bruises just haven't developed yet, you know? I mean, like, I guess, but... I guess... I mean, the 90s was all about looking kind of tussled, so... Yeah, I, the, I guess the, maybe the oil is strategic. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know, a year ago, he had perfectly clean hair, but now, ever since he's been planning this, um, he, he's been oiling it up. He's, a, he's an oily boy. Or a boily. Um, he's boily. Uh, boil is a horrible word. <laughs> Hey, remember that thing in, uh, remember that thing where fucking, in Futurama, where Leela gets a boil on her ass and it learns to sing, and it's called Susan Boyle? Um, I think you told me that before. No, I think explicitly Brooks told you that before in one of our <laughs> episodes, because he talked about it every chance he can get. 
<laughs> I'm pretty sure it's the same episode where Fr- episode where Fry gets uh, what is basically an iPod, except for it's spelled E Y E pod, and it uh-huh. goes in his eye. I see. And do you get it, iPod? It's commentary. Futurama it's... get iPod. Social commentary, Luna. Do you understand it? Do you get our references? <laughs> uh, I mean, we can't talk shit about references. This movie is built on references. Also referencing the fucking movie that Wes Craven also directed, which is... Um, For the, or Nightmare on Elm Street, Nightmare yeah. On Elm Street, in, yeah. In the opening scene, she, someone was like, oh, I hate Nightmare on Elm Street. Too many sequels. Yeah. And also, there's a point where a janitor named Fred wearing Freddy's titular... Like, like sweater. Em- emblematic, yeah, red and green sweater. Yeah. Shows up. Yeah. And, and Henry Winkler yells at him. Yeah, that's pretty fun. Um, I got a kick out of that. Um, yeah, no, it's good. Mm-hmm. Um, shit, okay. Uh, Who yeah, played the so, original uh, Freddy? Uh, England. Robert England. Wonder if that was. There's no way that was actually Robert England, right? In the this movie, yeah, I didn't didn't look like him, so yeah. But I want to check it out real quick, just in case. Would have been great if he had been. No, uh, I wish he had been. Yeah. Um. Are you still researching? Oh, he played the scarecrow in the new Injustice game. Ooh. Yeah. That makes Ooh. that that makes sense. Yeah. The the scare the scarecrow in the DC video games is like a lot of like sharp. He's got basically like the Freddy Krueger shit except for syringes instead of knives. Sure. Sure, sure, sure. Um so Oh fuck. Okay, so um Tatum basically gets trapped in the garage door. Um yeah. So that's Hey, Freddy Krueger was in three movies that were called The Final Something. <laughs> or Robert England, sorry. <laughs> He was in V, The Final Battle. Uh-huh. Which I've never heard of. Me neither. Oh, oh, this is what that uh, late 2000s show with uh, uh, Morena Baccarin was a, was uh, based on. Mm. Which I only know about because I religiously followed everyone who was in Firefly for like five years on Twitter. <laughs> I he, mean... <laughs> he was in Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare, and he was in Lake Placid, The Final Chapter. Wow. What? Which um, I'm going to show you the the this poster for Lake Placid, the final night, the final chapter, because mm-hmm. it is something out of a first semester, first week Photoshop class. I I cannot wait to see it. Oh, oh my! <laughs> it is literally just like pinup girl turned sideways, stuck into the mouth of like like an alligator. Or crocodile. I know nothing about these sort of reptilian creatures. Um, it's it's she. It doesn't even look like she's like struggling or anything. Just looks like she's posing. Um, it's extremely good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll post it. Uh huh. <laughs> um. Ah. Shit. Okay. So we gotta we gotta speed through this a little bit, I guess, because we're running out of time, and I got plans tonight. <laughs> Same. Yeah. Um, I have to drive for an hour and a half, so let's go. <laughs> um, I also have to poop. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, let's get this show on the road, people. <laughs> I have to shit. Let's fucking mobilize. Okay, so, um, basically the climax... Okay, so, um... The climax of this movie is 45 minutes long, and it's incredible. Oh, yeah, uh, so, uh, fucking Ghostface gets his shit ridiculously kicked. 
but then uh-huh. he manages to kill Tatum by crushing her head, by getting her stuck in a cat door, uh-huh. and then crushing her head with the garage door opener. Yep, exactly. Which is an incredibly uh, good kill. Yeah, I mean, it's some fucking Final Destination shit, for real. No, um, it, it, it's more, that's more of a Friday the 13th thing, like the fucking, like, that's like a Jason kill. You said, yeah. Like, I mean, it's a little bit more creative than a Jason kill, but not by much, because, like, one of the best Jason kills of all time is in, uh, I believe, uh, I want to say Jason Goes to Hell, where he sure. just, where he zips someone up in a sleeping bag and beats them against a tree until they stop moving. Mm-hmm. That's really good. Um, Yeah. So, so, I just want to talk about the, like, final scenes of this movie. Because the, the tertiary details don't matter too much. Yeah. Um, so. So, it turns out that. Um, uh, so, ev- everyone bites it except for Sydney, Gail, Randy. Stu. Uh, Stu and Billy. And, Billy. and Sydney's dad. Yeah, um, Sydney's dad's still kicking. Even yep. I don't think we've mentioned it before this point in the podcast. Oh, I, I mentioned he went to an expo or whatever. Um, and he was also a prime suspect, and they try and frame him for it. Because he's been missing this whole Because turns out Billy and Stu are both ghost face. Yeah, yeah. So Billy and Stu both both ghost face. Both face. Um, um, covered in, like, bl- blood, both real and fake. Like, fully, like, murder boyfriending it up. Because they were, like, practically snuggling earlier in the movie. Yeah. Like, with how close they were to one another. Yeah. Um, and then they start stabbing each other, which, I mean... It couldn't be more homoerotic if they pulled down their pants and literally one of them put their dick in the other. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, like, that would legitimately be less gay than what was happening in this scene. <laughs> um, so, yeah, because, um, so, uh, they both admit to killing, um, Sydney's mom earlier, uh, like, the year before, and now they're, like, um, tying it all together in a perfect bow by killing... Sydney and her dad and framing her dad for it all. Um, and the, the two of them are going to get out barely wounded uh, or just barely alive, but wounded and stuff like that. Um, and all because, well, first, first Billy is like, I don't have a motive. It's scarier if I don't have a motive, but I hate your mom because she fucked my dad and my mom left. So, and that's somehow her fault and also yours. So everyone dies and it's like, okay, <laughs> okay, man. I sure, mean, if you say so. It, it's like that, that Casey Green pick comment that's just two pounds of guy crossed arms. I, I guess. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> sure. I mean, I mean, that's about as good as having no motive, you know? Yeah. And then fucking Gail shows up and is like, hey, fuckers i've got a gun and then they're like uh they do that classic thing of safety's on motherfucker yeah exactly and and then they beat the shit out of her and then she comes back later yeah um but this whole time like um billy like stabbed Stu like too deep so he's like bleeding out fucking dying man i feel dizzy and shit it's there's such a good line because Stu is like because Sydney manages to get away and calls them and steals their voice modulator thing. Uh-huh. And they're like, hey. And she's like, hey, I called the fucking cops. And Stu's like, did you really call the cops? <laughs> I love you be so mad. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I don't know. There's like this perfect air of like patheticness to Stu. Yeah. Um, he's like maniacal, but also kind of pathetic at the same time. It's yeah. It's like wonderful. I love his character so much. Um... And Billy uh, is 
like too big headed for the whole thing. It's just great. It's just great. Uh, I'm so obsessed with it. Um, so eventually they both end up dying. Gail Weathers like kills one of them in self defense, and Billy essentially just bleeds out, or Stu essentially just bleeds out. Um, and and then yeah, and it's like. A bright and shiny day after the bloodbath, essentially. As yep, and then Gail, the movie ends with Gail Weathers reporting, and a banging song plays. Yeah, and it, it's it goes the fuck off. It's a good ass movie. It's a good yeah. fucking movie. Yeah. On a scale of zero to five, what? Scale of zero to five. Psychopaths made more creative by movies. I mean, that's a bit too specific, isn't it? I don't know. I, I hear that line all the damn time, and it's because We Hate Movies has, like, a, a dubstep remix that they play during their Hollow- their October episodes that uh-huh. has that quote in it among a bunch of other classic horror quotes. Uh-huh. Like, other favorites of mine, like, it's Halloween, I guess everyone's entitled to one good scare, you know, what uh-huh. an excellent day for an exorcism. Um, how about on a scale of one to five murder boyfriends? On a scale of one to five murder boyfriends, this movie gets a full five, like, hands down. Yeah, exactly. Agreed. Um, like, I five. mean, I think this is like where a lot of times I have I, I give caveats. Like, Final Destination Three, not a good movie, but a fucking fun movie. And yeah. then there's like other movies where it's like really, really good, but not fun. Like my, like my, like that's how I'm gonna review. Spoiler: That's how I'm gonna review. It comes at night when we do it. Yeah. But like, uh, this is a really good fusion because this, like, this is really fucking funny and really fucking fun, but also. So smart, and it's done by one of the smartest men who ever made horror movies, Wes Craven. Like, yeah. if you, like me, are a dumbass who have not seen this movie yet, just go fucking watch it. It's so good. Yeah, no, no, exactly. Like, um, it's it's so rare that a movie that is almost two hours long manages to keep my attention the entire time. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's a fun-ass movie. It's great to watch with friends. I remember the first time I watched it, I watched it with a group of friends, and it was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no. It's good shit. Five out of five. Yep. So we had a couple of questions. Okay. First question from Twitter user Grenemlin. Mm-hmm. On a scale of my brother to me, how gay would you rate it? Four stars. Uh, Four stars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Four stars out of five gay. Out of five gay. I, I think there, I, I, I don't think there was enough explored romantic tension between Tatum and Sydney. Yeah. Yeah. But that aside, four four gay. Four gay. Yeah. I mean, they have a sleepover, essentially. Yeah, um, but not gay. Not gay. Not gay. So, yeah. Could be gayer, but still, you know, a fun romp. A fun... (laughs) A fun gay romp. Uh, Twitter user Sprite underscore Pepsi. Did it make either of you scream, or has this movie falsely advertised to me like the never-ending story? (laughs) (laughs) Um, A, extremely good question. B, did not scream. I don't think I've ever screamed... At a horror movie before. I but. actually screamed a little bit at It Comes at Night. That's, yeah, I mean. <laughs> um, my recommendation this week again, by the way, folks, is It Comes at Night. That movie is, well, I mean, that's not my actual recommendation, but do, I, I would recommend going to watch it before you listen to our next episode. Uh-huh. Well, n- maybe next episode, I don't know when we might do, we're probably, we're going to do it. I don't know when it's going to be, though. Yeah. Um, one more question from God Tier Giraffe on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, why'd all them girls crawl through all them holes in the Scream movie? The people want to know. Um, I, I mean... <laughs> as, Sometimes I, you just gotta. I guess. I mean, ask... ask. I mean... Ask uh, Wes Craven. Reanimate yeah, him, please. B- break out a Ouija board. Ask Wes Craven. Ouija! <laughs> remember that one? Yeah, I do. Remember I do remember thing? that one, Luna. 
we actually have another question. Oh. So, do you remember when we, when we did the autopsy of Jane Doe and we explicitly said, don't at us when we were wrong about corsets? Yeah. My friend Seth is uh, a costume slash cosplay expert who deals with corsets a lot. Sure. And Saf just like DM'd me the other day and was like, hey, I, you guys are super wrong about corsets, but I don't want to be that fucking asshole. And then I was like, oh, please be that asshole. So we have okay. an email. Mm-hmm. Hey guys, Saf here. In your episode about the autopsy of Jane Doe, a movie I haven't seen, you talk about corsets and say that you don't know and don't want to be corrected, but I'm going to anyways. Uh-huh. So corsets were invented in 1700s France, but there were things that were basically corsets before that that were around since the Renaissance. If I recall correctly, they weren't really waist training corsets, though. They were just kind of meant to make your body have a certain shape. The tiny waist slash hourglass thing, uh, you were right about, though. It was more of a Victorian thing. However, the tiny, tiny waist thing didn't really happen until 1900 to 1910, and then died pretty quickly as corsets also died. Also, the corset silhouette at that time fucked up your back pretty bad. But I've also heard that that might also be a myth. Though, I just looked it up, and the Salem Witch Trials happened in 1878, so it being a Victorian thing is actually accurate. I'd love to say more, but my break is ending by thank you from Saffronian Cosplay slash Emma Kaufman Costumes. Yeah. Also, I, I, um, I don't... Seth, you, anyone who's listened to the podcast probably saw that incredible cosplay of uh, fucking... The Touch the Skyrim character... Susan oh, Crushbone. Susan Crushbone, yeah. Yeah, that was Saffron. That was Saff. Oh, nice. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Very, very good friend and definitely future guest, Saff. Nice. <laughs> Calling us the fuck out. Yeah. Uh, Twitter, Twitter said, uh, or not Twitter, sorry. Uh, the, the subject of the email is, you said not to at you, but Luna told me to anyways. <laughs> <laughs> the blame's on you, Luna. I'm holding yeah. you accountable for this one. And that's questions. Yeah. Uh, that's questions. So, recommendations. I got mine. Go you, got, you got yours? I have no idea. Okay. We'll see. <laughs> uh, my recommendation this week is a webcomic that I got into recently by someone who I've followed for over a year on both Twitter and Tumblr. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's the webcomic A Ghost Story. Oh, sure. It's this really good, like, horror horror comedy webcomic about, like, a pair of fucking deadbeats who are basically, like, bargain bin Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. It's very funny, and the art's great, and I regret not reading it before now. So, yeah, A Ghost Story, uh, which is just a aghoststorycomic.com. Yeah, okay. I'm gonna level with y'all. Um, I Sometimes people ask me what I like to do for fun, and I don't really know how to answer them, because all I've been doing recently is playing Minecraft and re-listening to Friends of the Table. And I can't really recommend Friends of the Table again, because I'm, there is a, a zero chance that one of us has not already recommended it. Um... <laughs> so I'm like left with like nothing to like provide with you for you guys. Um What's an old movie you like, Blair? Come on. Um okay, well a while ago I rewatched Mirror Mask, which is a movie based off of a Neil Gaiman book, I think. Uh that was really fucking weird and kind of like surreal to rewatch just because it was, like, such a, like, nostalgic thing for me in my youth, but it was kind of bizarre. Actually, um, we, got, we got another question on Twitter. Sorry to interrupt. No, go for it. But anyway, I'll just say that's my recommendation, yeah. I guess. Go watch Mirror Mask. It's kind of weird. Uh, Twitter uh, user at Linus Claus says, Do you think the parody has aged well? Like, the idea of outlining horror movie tropes was pretty novel and original at the time, but nowadays everyone is very aware of film tropes and trends in general, so Scream's focus on that might seem hackney and dull today. I was kind of curious about that myself as well going in because like this had already been like done in 
Cabin in the Woods, which I saw before this. Like, I, I say already, like, this came out after Cabin in the But anyways, Cabin in the Woods had already kind of opened my eyes to this. But, like, this is just... It still holds up so fucking well. Like, you need a bit of a... You need a bit of a cursory knowledge of the time to really get the full enjoyment. But, like, if you're a fan of the genre, you know what they're referencing. Yeah, I think the reason why this holds up well is because if you're watching it, you're kind of watching it within the context it was made, I feel. Yeah, definitely. Like, so, like... You know, I mean, like, the Jerry, the Jerry, I wouldn't have understood the Jerry Lewis reference without the subtitles telling me it was a Jerry Lewis reference. Uh, yeah. So, so, I don't know. I feel like, and there's just a level of sincerity to this movie, because it's like, I mean, it is parody in some respects, but it's also very sincere parody, I feel like. It's parody coming from a place of love. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I feel, I definitely, I, I feel it holds up despite the fact that these sort of, like, things are really popular and kind of overdone. If this movie came out today, I do not think it would do very well. But I mean, Cabin in the did. Woods did it. I mean, Cabin in the Woods did it, but I, in a post-Cabin in the Woods world, I don't think this movie would do very well. Maybe in like 10 years. Maybe. Maybe. And then also Linus Kloss wants to know, do you think hyper-pop culture has poisoned our ability to enjoy films that deconstruct pop culture, or was Scream never really that, su- that subtle? Uh... I didn't, I didn't feel it was very subtle, but I didn't think it was trying to be yeah, subtle. Yeah, Scream never... It didn't feel like Scream was trying to be subtle. Yeah. Just my onion, but... Y- yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't think there's anything wrong with movies. Pop culture trying to deconstruct pop culture. I think it's fun. Mm-hmm. If it's done well. If it's done well in a place from a place of, like, affection. Because when it's just animosity, it just kind of gets boring, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Opinions. <laughs> So that's movie. That's movie. That's movie. Podcast. We did um, it. So minutes, clean so up. Three minutes away from getting killed by a deep, a deep web, web um, uh, assassin. So let's wrap this show up. Let's fucking. So uh, fear baiting uh, on Tumblr, fearbaiting.tumblr.com, fearbaiting at gmail.com, at fearbaiting on Twitter. Patreon, if you want to support the show, completely mm-hmm. not not a necessity whatsoever. We already have definitely enough money to host this and our other show, The Wonder Years. But if you want to throw a, bu- a buck or two our way, we can do that. Uh, by the time this episode goes up, I'm saying this now so that we are committing to it. We will have a straw poll up for donors that you can yep. vote on the movie that we watch. Uh, not next week, but the week after that. Yep. Um, and, you know, there's a whole bunch of donation rewards. Uh, you yep. can make us say dumb shit. Uh, as if we don't say enough of that already. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so you can find me on Twitter at Blair Kitch or on Tumblr at bramblepelt.tumblr.com. You can find me on Twitter at chiesatanarco or chiesatanarco.tumblr.com. And please go check out our other podcast that we do called The Wonder Years. It's an Animorphs reread rewatch podcast. Mm-hmm. And it's just my opinion, but it's very good. Um, this Friday, once this releases, this coming Friday, we'll have a new episode out. Mm-hmm. Uh, episode's only about an hour long. You still have time to get it on the ground floor. Come on. It's good. Don't yeah. you like Animorphs? The fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> It's good shit. Um, yeah. yeah. And that's at the Wonder Yorks on Twitter if you want to check that out. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, our Patreon supports both of those, obviously. There's not a separate Patreon for Wonder Yorks. <laughs> Pretty much. It'd be too much to handle. Um, so, yeah. Uh, thank you all for listening. This has been Fear Baiting. Um, mm-hmm. I'm Blair. I'm Luna. And remember. You can put a fucked up guy. A- anticipation. Anywhere. A- anywhere. Do you get my Rocky Horror Picture joke? Yeah, I got it. (laughs) You can put a fucked up guy anywhere. Good night, everyone.